yeah. learned how to vogue in our conference this weekend. Amazing. I did. Like great. professionally. Uh, well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like fun. Becca's making money walking down the street. Being <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Everybody ready? Yeah. I'm so thrilled. You're not going to hit your rings on your fucking tub? All right. Now that you've gotten that out of your system, we're back from Kelowna and we've got a full queer what did we call it queer comfy couch woohoo big queer couch i don't even remember i don't know we're all here uh this is queer halftime and my name is becca i use she they pronouns my name is kelsey ow i use she they pronouns becca hit me <laughs> my name is Paige. i use they them pronouns yeah <laughs> they were trying to talk it's okay well i just got beat so like I <laughs> priorities Anyways. i get it <laughs> yeah so we're we need to stop doing historical figures that are french um is what i've decided because this is so hard i sound like such a redneck but kelsey specifically requested this person after seeing them on what is it like your little calendar yeah i have like a queer fact of the day calendar yeah 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 also i'm guessing by you saying we need to stop doing french historical figures you're meeting like not today no, no, no. This okay. one's French. Okay, great. Um, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to use her stage name, thought. probably, Ooh. for most of it. Because, so, this is Julie Daubigny. I looked it up. We're looking. Oh. Again. Yeah. So, we aren't actually 100% sure her name is Julie, and her last name is Hard, so I'm going to call her La Maupin. That's easier? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, well person who may or may not have been named Julie, was born in 1673 in France. That is very So far, French. so good. Okay, yeah. Her father, Gaston, was the man in charge of training... Yeah, I know, very French name. Is he from Beauty and the Beast? No. <laughs> but there was a joke about that in, like, the source. Yeah! I'm, like, I'm expecting one of the sources. In the song. No, he's an interesting... He's an interesting person. Um, so he was the man in charge of training the French court's pages, um, and his boss was the... Count de Armagnac, Louis de Lorraine Guy. Mm. Guise, you are the most maybe? English person I have ever heard in my life. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, her dad spent all day fencing and all night gambling, drinking, and sleeping around. I was Very a fencer. Oh, I knew you were. I yeah. gamble, drinkle, and drink, drink, gamble, drinkle, and sleep around. No, I don't. There you go. Those. There you go. <laughs> um, and this is one of those instances of the apple does not fall far from the tree at all. Okay. <laughs> so she was given an educated more suited to what like boys would receive like subject matter wise mm -hmm. um and in an attempt to relate to his daughter in the only way he could he taught her how to use deadly weapons and to use those weapons to drive off unwanted suitors yes queen the same so by the age of 12 she was competing against like grown men i love that for her terrifying but so badass yeah please don't do that to your 12 year olds today God. well <laughs> the ages are going to get more concerning okay by the oh, age really. of 14 Julie started an affair with the one guy her dad couldn't duel, his boss. Oh! The same <laughs> year, the aforementioned count set her up with her, well, I said now husband, but like they're both dead. Um, her husband, the Sir de Maupin, um, whose name I could not find. I do not know what this man's name is. Okay. I could only look up the title and the place. This Fair. man does not get a name, which is a fun little twist for history because usually it's the wives. I that... love it when men don't get names. Mm -hmm. okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she became Madame de Maupin, or simply La Maupin, 
Um, soon after the wedding, her husband received an administrative position in the south of France, uh, but the Count kept her in Paris to continue their affair. Um, it was really, really common for, like, powerful men to have their mistresses and then, the, like, marry them to these, like, kind of weaselly dudes who aren't going to question the, like, why she's lover. not there. Well, no, like, who's not going to, like, stand up to the lover or, like, and so it, like, gives this, like, mirage of, like, respectability of, like, oh, she's a married woman. It's fine. Like, she's not just some random unmarried girl hanging out at your house. No, she's somebody else's wife. It doesn't make sense, but it's what was done. Okay, I'm, because I'm, like, sitting here <laughs> trying to be, like, wait, I'm, what? Hello. My eyes are watering. Because yeah, I cry every time. Or there's the other <laughs> way around of if, like, a powerful guy, like, say, the king started sleeping with somebody's wife, then they would, like, the husband would get like you know money or like a new position or whatever of like how about you don't kick up a fuss that i'm fucking your wife um and in return here's a pension <laughs> I mean, I mean, like... <laughs> listen that's how you can tell that we live in a like it's a really bad time for the economy because like we're all like well, well in this it's for a pension <laughs> yeah might consider it (laughs) great okay so (laughs) around this same time she became involved with an assistant fencing master named seren um the couple fled to marseille when paris's first police chief gabriel nicolas de la reigny tried to arrest seren for killing someone during a duel so is this her third partner Okay, I'm going to be honest. You are not going to be able to keep the numbers straight, okay. my dude. Okay. There are a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> It'll, like, you'll read one paragraph. It's like, her and her lover so-and-so. I'm like, wait, last set, Another two one? sentences ago, you said her lover this other name. Okay. So. So she was polyamorous. Well, she was a lot of things. I love her. <laughs> Minus the men thing. <laughs> also, this police chief there's a really interesting book called like city of light city of poison about i think it's called like the affair of poisons or whatever but basically like everybody in french court was fucking poisoning each other um to the point where i think it was like arsenic was called inheritance powder like colloquially (laughs) so there's a really interesting book about this guy and his yeah i know there's like a helicopter helicopter above us we're all just gonna pretend it's not there (laughs) you're bringing attention to it (laughs) So Our listeners and watchers are going to be like, what are you talking there's no about? <laughs> Julie and Saran run away. Okay. Which is interesting because she has not only run away from her husband, but she's also run away from her husband's boss who she's living with. No, no, no. Her dad's boss. Oh, her dad's boss who she's living with. Well, living near so she could keep fucking. Okay. Um, wow. Priorities. Yeah. No wonder she's running. I can't keep them straight either. <laughs> so the two wandered France and she made a living with fencing demonstrations and singing, usually dressed as a man, which is something she would do the rest of her life. Her sword skills quickly surpassed those of her lover and were so good that audiences often refused to believe she was a woman. To prove one heckler wrong, she tore off her shirt and uh, the heckler had no comeback for that. <laughs> Why don't, like, <laughs> been there minus the tear off shirt thing. Yeah. I wish people would refuse <laughs> to believe that I'm a woman. Yeah. Like, what do I need to do? Right. Apparently become an incredible fencer. It's actually, okay, funny, unrelated, like, side story here. But, like, when I was a kid, I was the only 
girl fencer in like all of my classes and competitions so I had to fence with the boys yeah um, with my brother yeah we found out fun yeah. fact Paige and my brother fenced together <laughs> um and I was like there was a point where I was like training for the Olympics like I was I was a good fencer with Juji um yeah with Juji god bless her um terrifying woman and like I still have a picture to this day of like me standing on like the top of a metal podium and this like other little boy just giving me like a side-eyed death glare it's I'll show you guys after mm-hmm. it's hilarious because he was like that's not a girl and you were like correct yeah damn right <laughs> little like, like nine-year-old woman oh. page yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what I am but not this <laughs> something here is wrong yeah. <laughs> so this is the part that Kelsey knows a little bit about and it's what caused them to run into my office being like can we talk about this person so she soon became tired of Saran and declared herself tired of men altogether Uh, luckily she had caught the attention of a local merchant's daughter, uh, but in an attempt to separate the two, the merchant sent his daughter to a convent. Um, oh, this is so good. (laughs) Not one to be dissuaded by religion. Uh, Julie joined the convent as well. And the two continued their hookups in the house of God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, but from what we know of our friend, there was no way she was going to stay in a nunnery for very long. Um, so when an elderly nun died... Julie stole the body, put it in her girlfriend's bed, and set the convent on fire while everyone was distracted. The two made their getaway. Is it <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I think my favorite thing is that people think that queer chaos has only existed like in the present. Like this right? is like a while ago. Like we have yeah. always just been chaos. This is yeah, well, three hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We aren't kidding when we talk about be gay, do crime. Um, <laughs> partly the depressing part that being gay is a crime for a lot of people, but also a lot of gays historically have committed a lot of crimes. Yeah. <laughs> like oh stealing God, a body and burning down a convent. That's incredible. It reminds me of when you, we, when you used to sneak out of the house when you were like in high school and you would put like the pillows under your blanket and just be like, nobody knows. It's like, fine. I, I, well, I never did it, but I saw it on TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching TV and like kids sneaking out of their windows. I'm like, why did none of them have screens? Like, do mosquitoes mm-hmm. not exist in Hollywood? Like, <laughs> Probably right. not. I ask myself that all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's I like when people have to do that when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't you just come left. home. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I worked so much and my yeah. dad was like in university and also working. And I yeah. was in high school with like two full time jobs. So, like, nobody noticed what So, I was you never home. had to steal a dead nun's body and no. put it under your. Not yet. Oh. But I mean, I the mean, day is they're young yeah right oh shut up (laughs) they're older than julie was um you should have done this by now is what i mean what are you doing get your shit together you should be on on it i'm on it i will i'll work on that let me know where you find a dead nun (laughs) i'm just curious or none of them yeah i like setting the convent on fire wasn't enough of a distraction she's like just in case it takes a while to light and they do bed checks i gotta have something yeah like the logic behind that is just like immaculate i love Mm -hmm. it yeah well she got an actual good education because she was educated like boys so Mm -hmm. she got like actual like math and science and shit so she was like this is how you beat the system exactly (laughs) um so three months after this they broke up um that's also like the gayest shit i've ever heard right i'm gonna burn down a convent and then i'm gonna i'm gonna stealth into a convent 
commit like three different felonies that I will soon talk about <laughs> and then break up with you and bring you back to your parents' house. But I'm just worried about our communication being yeah. a little straight, right? Like it's like, that's the gayest shit I've ever heard. Okay. So yeah, yep. so the girl was returned to her parents' house um, and Julie was charged in absentia uh, as a man uh, with kidnapping, yeah. body snatching, ar- arson and failing to appear in court. Um, <laughs> yeah. So lots of those, those are some big time those are some big girl crimes especially in the not like the 1600s right right? yeah yeah yeah. like yeah um she was charged as a man too which is so funny um and was sentenced to death um but she approached her ex slash her dad's boss and (laughs) convinced him to get the king to pardon her fuck right so she went she went back to her first boyfriend (laughs) and was like hey She's been a while playing the. F- she's playing this game. So she went to yeah, this count. What they're good for, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> which is interfacing with the king for you. Um, and it worked. The king pardoned her. <laughs> oh my god! Not that he was like biased or anything. Oh wow! <laughs> I knew he'd love this person. She's an inspiration. She really is. Right. I'm like this th- today. Like I needed this. Know. <laughs> this is great <laughs> the inspiration we all should have. what do you want to be when you grow up her. oh my god <laughs> so now free of charges she left for paris uh, and went back to making money through singing uh while she was at an inn in ville Perdue, she met the comte d'albert um who mistook her for a man uh the two dueled she won um and she basically ran her sword through his shoulder nice so because she- he I accidentally read about this guy twice, but let me just tell you the pickup line he used. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so he used, I've listened to your chirping, but now tell me of your plumage, which is kind of like the, does the carpet match the drapes, I think, of the 17th century. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, go fuck yourself. Um, I got in a fight with him and his buds. Um, Did and they yeah, also she, duel? All three. Yeah. Oh, love it. <laughs> she felt bad and went to visit him in the hospital and they ended up hooking up anyway and becoming lifelong friends <laughs> like they were friends for the rest of her life i think my favorite wow. thing is we all know a queer like this <laughs> i'm right here yeah i'm just we all know and if you're listening to this and you're like i i don't know a queer like that it's probably because it's you <laughs> you're this queer <laughs> oh my god it's like the thing about like if you don't think you have a gay cousin you are the gay cousin yeah, exactly yeah yeah um yeah so she he hit on her <laughs> she got mad dueled them stabbed him through the shoulder visited him in the hospital slept with him became friends forever as one does yeah Again. wow wow <laughs> so a short time later uh she met an actor who gave her singing lessons um and together with her new lover gabriel vivant de Venard, again i'm sorry very anglo i failed at french i mean i didn't but it wasn't good um (laughs) it was a barely pass yeah so she went and joined the opera performing under the name mademoiselle de maupin cool let's play let's do a quick quiz see who's been keeping track how old do you think she is at this point like 24 eight i don't even know (laughs) post this without going over she's 17 jesus christ i'm sorry oh she's already burned (laughs) By the age of 17, like if she's I'm firing, her. I don't know. Let's see. Two. She's had at least five lovers, at least, uh, burned down a convent. Well, she's been sentenced to death and pardoned for four <laughs> different felonies. Body snatched a nun. Yeah, like, like one of those was, yeah, body snatching. Um, 
yeah, big stuff, big stuff. Do you feel like an underachiever? And we're oppressing our kids by making them go to high school. I mean, no, like that sounds pretty on par for <laughs> yeah. my teenage years. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, minus like the body snatching and like yeah. burning the yeah. church to the ground. So the convent thing was not like the high point. It was pretty consistent at that level for like the rest of her fucking life amazing um so in her time at the opera she either fought or slept with or both a number of other performers um and performed a number of roles written specifically for her some of them in front of the king (laughs) (laughs) so here's just two more anecdotes of just just to set the scene here um as if we had i know (laughs) so there's another a male opera singer uh who was talking shit about a bunch of women including her um, so she ambushed him, pushing his sword in his face and demanding a duel. Nice. Um, but being a chicken shit, he refused. So she beat him with a cane, which it doesn't say, but I suspect it's probably his own cane. Um, <laughs> I hope so. And stole his snuff box and watch. And so <laughs> the next day she got him complaining to a bunch of other guys that he was assaulted by a gang of thieves. Um, and she was like, <laughs> so she threw the watch and snuff box at him and was like, Hey fucker, it was me. Oh, <laughs> in front of all these guys, he's like, "Yeah, it was this whole gang of thieves, like so dangerous. I tried to fight them off, but I was so outnumbered." And she's like, "Sup, bitch? By the way, here's your shit back." I didn't realize that was a whole gang of people all wrapped yeah. in one. Didn't even want your stupid stuff. <laughs> she also um, attended a royal ball. Um, so, like, the king was there, mm-hmm. all that, um, dressed as a man, as she did, again, her whole life, of course. Um, and she spent pretty much the whole evening courting this young woman, which pissed off this young woman woman's three suitors. <laughs> and when she kissed the young lady in full view of everyone, the three challenged her to a duel, and she fought all of them outside of the palace and won. Dressed as a man. According, yes. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Some accounts say she killed them, others unsure. Either way, kicked ass. Um, apparently, <laughs> Louis the Fourteenth thought this was so wildly entertaining that he pardoned her from any punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds fully exactly like, like something, something Louis the Fourteenth would do. Yeah, totally. would do. Yeah. Um, so she didn't get off completely scot free because the anti dueling laws of the time were becoming like increasingly severe. Um, Probably because of her. <laughs> it was just her thing. fighting everyone. Just wait. So even though the king had pardoned her musing that the law governed men but didn't say anything about women uh she still ran off to brussels until the heat died down there you go uh, so while in brussels she took guess what another lover um uh, this time the elector of bavaria and the two one. the two didn't last very long apparently he wasn't super impressed when she stabbed herself on stage with an actual dagger um you know. know for the dramatic um he tried to get her to like leave you know the theater with forty thousand franc bribe um and she threw the purse at his emissary and started swearing at him and some version she also kicked him down the stairs so he didn't even come himself he sent his emissary with forty thousand francs was like my boss says please stop (laughs) please just stop and be a nice lady a nice respectable young lady and she's like how do those stairs taste Oh. oh my god <laughs> so um yeah after this she moved back to paris had another lover madame la marquise de florence 
who died in 1705 and with whom she had, quote, dwelt in such affection they believed to be perfect. Uh, this led La Maupin to retire from the opera, and a few years later in 1707, probably, uh, she died of unknown causes. Guess the age. 20. 30? Either 33 or 37. Different accounts. I mean, I was going to guess 19, but I was like, I'll give her a shot. You know, it feels like she 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 did more in her short 30, however Some many years, years yeah. of life than most of us will do. Packed a whole lot of living in six <laughs> lifetimes. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, there's no evidence that she was, you know, any flavor of trans, but did it was more of like a comfort, sort of an ability to fight thing. Yeah. Um, but definitely some bi vibes. Yeah, and almost Just like a little. I almost like <laughs> that. I'm like, you know, I love to like be like, oh, I wonder if, but I'm like, I wonder if she was a little envy in there, you know? Maybe. Just because like, that's and some pan. Like, I mean, it sounds like she's definitely like spicy. Oh, definitely spicy. It's, yeah, some yeah. historical figures, there's like more to go off of that they might have been trans like we talked about the chevalier de Dion, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. who actually there's some thoughts that they might have been intersex oh. um but yeah there was like a little bit more that's like okay this person might you know in the words there's of today have here. been mm-hmm. trans or some kind of gender non-conforming her mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to tell totally might have just been more like mask but oh that's so cool that's I our buddy it. who may or may not be called julie oh man it makes me think back to like all of those like projects you did in high school where you had to like do an essay on like a yeah you know or you had to like make a model of like a previous like an old building or whatever and I'm like why weren't any of these options like these weren't people I even knew existed yeah right I I mean could you imagine somebody in a school trying to do a presentation on all that chaos (laughs) oh my god yeah yes and it's great yeah just sitting in a mormon classroom being like so she stole a nun and burnt the church <laughs> nine years old yeah. you know I and like... i think i'm gay <laughs> i feel like mormons are the biggest fan of catholics so well fair. yeah oh that's just so yeah. wild <laughs> i love her we i'm really... gonna go back in time and be one of her lovers yeah there you go. ready to go you can teach her about the word that i like want to be in her or yeah some weird combination it's, yeah it's that thing it's a very like queer thing of like do i want a lifer or wifer <laughs> literally yeah yeah i'll be yeah. like that one dude who like she slept with and then just like became friends with immediately yeah that'll, after that'll... Stab- you'd have to get stabbed first been there done you that. know it's worth it <laughs> the things you do for quality women no i'm just saying yeah wow it really like yeah it really like i like when we do things like this because it talks about like obviously us as white folk yeah like totally we can talk about like you know the people that were in canada before us that were queer and like i can do some of those histories but it's interesting because i think one of the big things that we hear a lot from people that don't want to acknowledge our community is that we're new yeah and it's like that's Eat not that. yeah that's like in the <laughs> 1600s yep. and let me tell you i have never caused that much chaos in my life like i feel like you could just get up to so much more shit i'm like yeah like i feel like yeah the ability like now you have to have a decent amount of money to cause shit mm-hmm. but like like a couple hundred years ago like there were my favorite phenomenon i have a lot of favorite phenomena actually in history but like 
the ability to con people and have no one find out you just moved to the next town and it never catches up with you. Like, you know how like rich historical houses have just like an absurd amount of bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's because like part of your social like responsibility was to offer those like guests and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So it might be ambassadors or like friends or friends of friends or traveling con artists who hadn't been caught yet, who were pretending to be a fucking Duke. It's amazing. Just living oh, in all these it. rich people's mansions, going from place to place, <laughs> like that's yeah. so brilliant, right? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely a count to something. I'm a prince of <laughs> Bavaria. Would you like to buy these weapons that don't exist that I definitely have not used? Let before. me <laughs> let me it's marry fine. your daughter. No, I don't have three other wives. <laughs> oh my god! And the history of literally burning it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. What? Yeah what a wonderful experience so also and i couldn't find this it would take a lot more research i think so one of the main sources for that was a book called rejected princesses which i'm absolutely obsessed with um i think they've recently come out with like a second one Mm -hmm. or like additions Mm -hmm. but when they were first doing it as like a kickstarter kind of thing they would post a story and then have a clue about like who was next week Mm -hmm. um and they had made a joke about like burning down a convent right and apparently there were so many women who did this that there were like a bunch of different guesses oh my god I and i'm like that. shit i need to know about all of them it kind of reminds me of that this is wow it's like who's that pokemon <laughs> literally <laughs> it's ditto it's julie Dobby. <laughs> exactly oh my god iconic what a great friggin person i wonder if there's any like actual books about her i'm like, sure there are oh there's gotta be but you would hope if not yeah you're gonna write one <laughs> some queer scholar somewhere is like this is my historic life literally um i love there's like two genres of historical like biographies and it's this person clearly wants to fuck the subject of their book or like right? be them or something or both and then there's this person clearly despises the subject mm-hmm. of their book. It's like so and so was a rat faced little shithead who like, <laughs> shouldn't have lived as long as he. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. What a journey. I love it. I love her. Yeah. Right. I can't get over the like. All the sources would be like, she did all this. Blah blah blah. BTW. She was seventeen. Just like little check ins. Side note, <laughs> which is not our, we are not, no, for all of the 17 year olds listening and being like, oh yeah, my friends that loud are telling me to go burn down a church. That's not what we're We were all about. joking we're about her joking. boyfriend when she was 14, but we're not actually, don't, don't have a boyfriend. At 14. Boyfriends at 14. Especially not oh your dad's God. boss. Yeah. Yeah. We're not condoning this, this but grown ass in his 40s, man. Disgusting. Yeah. I didn't put in the age difference, but like, it was gross Mm -hmm. it was gross but also like one of like yeah the difference was basically an entire me yeah and like like (laughs) in the time (laughs) you can say that you can say that because we said you were (laughs) more even now it's fine (laughs) now all we need are some swords well no that's an unfair advantage yeah exactly This is what happens. This is probably why you weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to do like historical papers on figures like this. <laughs> you know, you you we hear about one up. fucking shit up accidentally. Oh, one no. guy, one guy just wreaking havoc. I feel like that's hate. not accidentally. Well, it not takes accidentally. a lot of forethought to dig up a body. But, yeah. I mean, like 
unless the body was you know, like, no like chilling. no like this was a nun like she was buried the full six feet like she got the proper true. burial yeah here i'm trying to justify it i can't even like dig up a tree i can't even pl- dig a hole big enough to plant a tree i'm like i'm, I'm so winded <laughs> steps like you're six inches into the ground i'm like <gasps> you made one shovel yeah. there you go. it's like you're on a beach kelsey <laughs> <laughs> awesome wow she just yeah like she was really living i love it i just i felt like we've had so many professional episodes in a row recently i just needed to get you two to be chaotic just like yeah Yeah. exactly yeah oh that was so good i really love her right (laughs) i might make a shrine to her in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) do we know what she looked like um i mean i can show you the cartoon was she charming oh perfect from the like from the rejected princesses book because it's all done like a fairy tale book mm. style but with historical people we should get a copy of that book i mean i have it at home well yeah but like that's your book. yeah here. no the kids yeah. have it yeah you know what? No. i will break into your house there's also <laughs> it. the same people, people the same people did one about like historical moms <gasps> who like went ape shit for their kids I love moms. Yeah, like the wolves, like the she-wolves of Navarre and like all these fucking... I love moms, but I've also learned that moms can be scary. You know why? I mean, like... Um, When we were in this conference that we were at the past weekend, they were talking about the One Million Moms group. Oh, were they? Um, which is which is nowhere near one million people. I, it's like ten. It's a hundred thousand. <laughs> There's only a hundred. Is it even hundred them? Is yeah. it even that many? Yeah, it's a, okay. It's a group that apparently is super homophobic and really trying to push a bunch of like the anti-trans oh, no, and anti-queer rhetoric. Fucking and like the the best part of it is that there's only like a hundred and ten thousand members, and they call themselves one million moms. And it's like yeah. you don't even have one million aspirational. Like what? They're yeah. speaking it into the universe. Yeah, I've just they're like, manifesting <laughs> it. But no, they're the same people. That's like they're. It's not just that. It's they're the critical race theory people. Mm. Oh, they're God. all like those kind of shitty Karens. All of the worst kinds of people. It's that, but in an organized fucking. Yeah. God damn. Like a cult. Kind of burn it down. <laughs> just like a convent. I've heard that you can just dig up a nun's body <laughs> and burn whatever you want. It would- <laughs> send a message out there none of the things we are saying or our suggestions or legally actionable in any way we're not condoning behavior (laughs) and we're not gonna do it don't we're not actually gonna fight ceases even though we could (laughs) and we love to be a disclosure well because we wrote a queer podcast right exactly yeah Yeah. so if any have to so like i'm sure straight people can probably make these jokes a little nonchalant but we're talking yeah. about this is an old joke but i'm gonna make it anyway we're only talking about it'd be cool to burn down a convent in minecraft <laughs> <laughs> there you go Did you hear when people were doing that no oh That's my god amazing. all the like anti-pop protests were like we should do this in minecraft yeah <laughs> in the sims 4 yeah yeah <laughs> they sound like the moms of the yeah oh man it's like we're not actually advocating violence just in minecraft only here we would never have any violence nope unless it was minecraft unless it was in minecraft <laughs> i mean they've already got fucking zombie things that blow up yeah that's like basically a nun right <laughs> we if you're if you're a member of a convent we support you no hate here i mean <laughs> we're all like wait do we support you is there some hate the queer ones 
yeah yeah exactly um before this gets far too silly and we do start saying legally actionable things um what are your queer joys not going first not going first okay whatever (laughs) like kelsey said we went to a conference in Kelowna. it was very very fun lots of queer people very cool um i learned to like about voguing Mm -hmm. which was super fun yeah um we did I don't know if you want to talk about this one, but mm-hmm. we did this like gender sense workshop that mm-hmm. was like very, very cool. I want to hear about that. Yeah. Yes. yeah so I will leave that to Kelsey, but mm-hmm. it was very impactful and empowering. Um, yeah, it was just a great time. It was a very big queer time. Mm-hmm. It was great. It's true. I love it. Yeah. My queer joys definitely are gender sense workshop that we did with this lovely facilitator, facilitator, facilitator. <laughs> um, and its name is Madupe. And, um, yeah, just a freaking absolutely wonderful human. And it was, so, um, this individual's from Berlin, actually. Ooh, cool. And well, lives in, yeah, yeah, is, like, from Canada, but, like. Yeah, so, but so, came from okay. Berlin. Like, six languages. Um, and, yeah, so it did a really good, and Madupe uses they, it pronouns, I yeah. believe, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, and it did a really cool workshop about, like, decolonizing gender through the senses and, like, it was kind of really cool. I was really nervous about it because in the description, it like kind of talked about like, it mentioned the word erotic a few times. Okay. And I was like, oh, that makes me a little nervous. So I kind of gone pro- at the beginning and was like, look, like I, like before the workshop had even started, I tracked Manupe down and was like, look, this is kind of what I'm feeling. Like I'm a little nervous. Can you kind of like tell me what I can expect? And it was really wonderful. I kind of like explaining what I could expect. And then we went into the workshop and it was like a life-changing experience. There were a lot of tears from Um, a lot of people. And like the very, the first part of the workshop was like, describe your gender in five to 10 words without using anything like masculine, feminine, boy, girl, no gender, but like gender or sex or like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then they took us through the five senses of like okay so like what would your gender smell like like what would your gender taste like like what would your gender look like like things like that like cool. but like really cool like what would it yeah what like texture sexual exactly yeah. yeah and then and then at the end they had us do the first question again where they were like yeah like now tell me again like what's your gender in five to ten words exactly and the change Oh, I shift in people's perspectives like from people being able to like uh, not say anything about like not be able to say anything aside from I'm feminine or, or I'm like using negative words or like yeah just like yeah. adjectives or like um yeah it was just a really like it was like I was like sobbing by the end of it because like gender is such like a mind fuck for me yeah. and like I had like it had asked like what were what was your experience and for me I was like I feel like you gave me my gender back like somebody else has been kind of holding it and you like put it back in my hand yeah Mm -hmm. and that it was just like such a powerful feeling and I think the really cool thing about it was that it wasn't like me as a non-binary person obviously I would have like that moving experience but there were a lot of women in the room well I that had huge because I talked about like I thank them like yeah. when they were like what was your experience I was like thank you mm-hmm. um because like yeah I'm a cis person but like I you know went through puberty very young I've been like sexualized from a very young mm-hmm. age sort of had my gender defined and imposed and it was mm-hmm. never something that I could 
define was, for yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. even allowed to define or think about. Yeah. Um, so it was the first time I'd ever done it. And like, so the second time through, well, like the first time through, like one of the very last words I wrote, like right before we ran out of time was like mine, mm-hmm. just like kind of like as a yeah. question. Yeah. And then the second time it was the very first thing I wrote down, like all caps, like fucking. It's mine. This is yeah. mine. So like, yeah. even for those of us who, yeah, like our cis, like it was incredibly empowering mm-hmm. Totally. Um, to sort of be allowed to define our own yeah. concepts of selves instead of totally. having it imposed on us. Oh, it was so funny though, because we were doing taste and the facilitator, <laughs> the faci- and you're going to laugh because this is the most Becca thing you've ever heard in your life. Oh God, I'm so The ready. facilitator was like, okay, like remember like that not everything like it doesn't have to be what you eat like everything has a taste and of course this there's this wonderful person beside us who's like whose head goes right into the gutter and they start laughing and becca starts laughing and this person's like oh did your head go into the gutter too and becca was like no i'm just thinking about the time i licked a nine volt battery (laughs) and i was like what yeah they were like oh you think of something dirty i was like no i was thinking about a nine volt battery but clearly you were thinking about something dirty (laughs) becca that's the most youth like no (laughs) the little shut Jesus, just like wakes you up a little. It's like yeah, coffee, right? It's just like, like there's two <laughs> types of queer. Really. Yeah. Dirty minded and Becca. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so- the second thing I thought of was dirty, but the first thing was immediately like nine volt battery. You kidding me? Yeah, that's oh, I love so it. funny. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what about you, Paige? What was your queer joy this past week? Well, I'm gonna queer joy like the past couple of yes, weeks because it's been a fucking minute. Yes. Um. And my queer joy is that I moved out and got my own apartment again, and I'm so fucking stoked about it. I moved and I unpacked all in one day because I have had one day off in like the past month because I have three jobs. Um, But I guess that's another part of my queer joy is that I don't work weekends anymore. So as of this past weekend, I officially had a weekend to myself and it was magical. Self-care is important, right? I watched an entire season of Grey's Anatomy in two days and didn't leave bed at all on Sunday. Yep, nice. Great. Toxic yeah. work culture is like a thing, and it's so hard to get past. Seriously, okay? right? Especially when you don't like, as somebody in a place of power at a queer organization, I can acknowledge that we definitely don't play our pay our employees the most livable wage. Um, however, especially when you work at places that can't afford to pay you a fantastically livable wage, right? Like, exactly. I mean, we're not paying you guys minimum wage or anything, no, no, but like, no, you know no, what I mean? Like, by. it's like, I mean, like, I just moved out. Yeah, so like, you yeah, deserve significantly thriving. more than what you're getting. And like, yeah, it's hard to kind of get out of that toxic work, work culture when totally. you're just trying to make ends meet. Exactly. Yeah. It did kind of put it in perspective, though, because we were some of the only employees at the conference. Oh, wow. Like, so many people were like board volunteers. volunteers. Nice. Um, so that was an interesting little difference yeah. yeah yeah no kidding that's awesome i'm glad you guys got to go yeah, yeah. and i'm glad you got to just sleep and watch Grey's anatomy Seriously. it was so needed it had been like 26 days since i had a day off oh my god oh, i was dying oh man oh man, oh, man. <laughs> no that we don't like that right no. yeah no but now we're good we're Yay. oh that's so good yeah i'm so glad <laughs> also got compared to lemon chicken oh god oh my god yeah <laughs> I mean, like, that part, you just can't leave out, right? Yeah, like, I mean, apparently on the spectrum of sweet to sour, I'm living chicken. Shout out to my fiancé for that analogy. <laughs> Yet another most Becca thing you can think of. Right? <laughs> that was a Steph thing. She could pass that yeah. to you. That's but it, yeah, you are so kind of like lemon chicken. Lemon chicken is fucking delicious. And I'll take it. And the important thing is that it varies 
from place to place. Sometimes it's a little sweeter. Sometimes it's so sour that you're like, can confirm. <laughs> which is how i respond to you sometimes it's like oh, sometimes no. it's so sour that i'm like <laughs> like there are literally like there was one time becca and i got into a what i considered a argument and i like was so terrified of aggravating her more that i just ducked around the corner and gave her dog cruise <laughs> so like, you did you brought me my duck cruise i wasn't even that mad it was really funny but you know this is what ha- this is it's that fun. serve and return thing the joys of being neurodivergent is you're impossible to read um, <laughs> yeah and i don't do well with that i'm like i need to know what everybody's thinking 24 hours a day yeah right or you're probably thinking negative things about you me looked if you wrong if you think i'm mad at you i'm probably not if you think i'm not mad at you i almost definitely am yeah <laughs> it's, it's <a> <laughs> i just play on the safe side and assume you're always mad at me yeah <laughs> It's, it's, it's a vibe <laughs> we lightly oh no good it's like julie vibes yeah that's because <laughs> oh my god you're our julie <gasps> but like in a like cute endearing way not like angry a... and fucking around and starting fires yeah exactly it's great don't... <laughs> just don't start any fires not here at least i've never committed I mean, like, some... arson i'm so glad for you we could literally i mean it would be easy but we haven't and we won't. And scene. <laughs> Cut me off, of course. Please end this. Thank you for joining us. Um, everybody, be kind to yourself and us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Wow, what a journey. <laughs>